Hello to you. I do hope you're well. Welcome to episode two of the Ben Wardle podcast. It all sounds very... (laughs) Very self-indulgent, doesn't it? But you know what? It's a very creative title, isn't it? That's it. It does what it says on the tin. It's a podcast with, surprise, surprise me, Ben Wardle. Hello, how are you? Welcome to episode two. We've survived it to a second week and it is finally March. How exciting. I feel like we can now officially say that summer is coming. Do you know what I mean? We have got through the winter and we are on our way to longer days, warmer days, beach days, barbecues and to a time when it might not be illegal to leave the house. How exciting is that? I cannot believe it, my love. So we are getting there. So keep positive, keep going and know that you have got this. Anyway, that's my little motivational, (laughs) my motivational moment for the day done. There you go. I'm sure you will be delighted to know. I hope you have had a great week though um, and you've got a lot to look forward to, not just this month but in the many months ahead. Let me know what you're doing and what you've got planned at, at, on I should have said then. Got my prepositions wrong. Sorry anyone that knows me from the English language videos. Clearly my English language grammar is still (laughs) on top form. I meant to say at benwardle underscore on social media. So come over and say hi. Let me know what you've been up to. Talking of social media, today we are talking all things social media influencers um, and influencers in general, to be honest, because I think it's such an important conversation. It's such an important topic to be discussing the responsibility that comes with the opportunity of being a social media influencer. Now, of course, influencers, this idea of being an influencer, it all sounds very new, doesn't it? It's very much a 21st century phenomenon. You know, it's this whole world of social media where every other person seems to be an influencer. And I think for the sake of context, it's very important to consider that influencers have existed forever. You know, if we go back to Jesus Christ, for example, Jesus 2000 years ago was an influencer. He was influencing people. His teachings transformed humanity. You know, he has become the most famous figure in the whole of human history. Um, That demonstrates how influential he was or, you know, not to get into the theological arguments about it, but how influential his followers were in terms of persuading people that Jesus Christ was the incarnate son of God, that he rose from the dead um, and that he taught the way, the truth and the life. It shows you how influential someone can be without any social media at all. You know, Jesus had, what did he have? He had his donkey. He had his 12 disciples. What else did he have? What Whatever Jesus had, it wasn't an iPhone X. Do you know what I mean? He wasn't tweeting these messages. He was going around teaching, you know, and they weren't even written down until many years after he died, you know, at least 60 years, we think, after Jesus died. Um, and his biggest fans never even met him. You know, for example, St. Paul never actually met Jesus. And yet St. Paul is thought to be responsible for spreading Christianity and founding Christianity, if you like, as the religion 
it has grown into today. So it's extraordinary to see the influence Jesus had, not just on his disciples, who then went out and spread the message, but also obviously on a wider um, demographic of people, which meant he became the most famous human being to have ever lived. And, you know, we see it in ancient Greece as well, 2,500 years ago, with Socrates, Plato and Aristotle. Again, they didn't have Twitter. They didn't have mass media. They weren't communicating to millions of people. And yet 2,500 years later, we're still talking about their ideas and we're still living by their ideas. You know, they shaped these individuals 2,500 years ago. They shaped the entire Western world we live in today. You know, they shaped ideas such as democracy um, and morality. And it's extraordinary to think that away from social media, you can be an influencer. Um, and that 2,500 years after you've died, people will still be living in accordance with your teachings and will still be feeling the effects of your lifetime. So that's the first thing I would say. To be an influencer is not necessarily, well, it's not a new thing. And it's also not a social media dependent thing. I think every single person on this planet is an influencer. You know, everything you do has the power to inspire people. And so you've got to take your status, I think, as a role model very seriously, whatever age you are. You know, if you're a young person, you have a lot of power to influence people around you in a very positive way, I hope you will choose to do so. Um, if you're a parent, you obviously have a massive impact on your children and how they will go out into the world. And as I say, every single person, no matter what job you're doing, what age you are, whoever you are, you are an influencer. Just by existing, you are an influencer. And so you need to use that in a very positive way, I believe. I think it's a privilege for us to all be on this planet, to have this opportunity to live our lives here. So let's use that in a very responsible way. And most importantly, this is something I talk about all the time. I'm like a stuck record, honestly. I'm very sorry, but at the same time, I'm not. Um, I believe it very strongly. You need to be accountable. You've got to be accountable for your actions. You know, we have to say, look, we have all got freedom. You know, we have got this amazing opportunity to be free and to live our lives in the way that we would like, in a way that will allow us to maximise our personal happiness and flourishing. And with that opportunity, there is responsibility and accountability. So how does this all fit into our discussion today about social media influencers? Um, first of all, I would say, again, like in the real world, everyone is an influencer. On social media, everyone is an influencer. I, I don't really care at all if you've got one follower or one million followers. That word, again, to have a follower, it's like having a disciple. You know, the people around you, the people who are exposed to your content will consciously or not take in your messages, you know, and they will either choose to emulate or they will choose to do the opposite. Everybody is influenced by everybody, whether they like it or not. And that doesn't mean they're just going to blindly copy you, although a lot of people do, because the vast majority of people in this world are sheep, my loves, let me tell you that. But what it does mean is your actions will always have an impact and your words will always have an impact. So I think it's very important for us to see that as a privilege, but also to see it with a sense of duty. You know, you have that opportunity to shape other people, 
you know, you've got to use that in a responsible way. And on social media, as I say, one follower or one million, you can still choose to make a very positive difference in the same way you can choose to use it in a very negative way. And when you get to the stage where you are what the 21st century tells us is a social media influencer, a celebrity, a TikTok star, a Twitter sensation, an Instagram model. When you get to that position, according to, you know, 21st century culture, you've made it. I'm not quite so sure, but certainly, you know, in terms of how we measure success in the modern world, we are all quite fixated on this idea of the more followers you have, the more successful you are. Again, I'm not sure that's true. In fact, I'm certain that's not true. But it, it, it's a reflection, isn't it, of the society we live in. So it's important we talk about it. Um, when you get to that status, again, you need to realise, don't take that for granted and don't abuse that position of power. Um, and anyone that follows me on TikTok will not be surprised to hear about what I'm about to say. You'll be rolling your eyes thinking, here he goes again. Because on Twitter, not on Twitter, I love Twitter, by the way. I found out about this story on Twitter. That's why Twitter's on my mind. But on TikTok, oh, it's been a long day, my loves. Oh, good Lord. It's been a long year so far. We're only in March. I need a sip of water. It might get me back on topic. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So anyway, yeah, I saw on Twitter and I spoke about it on TikTok. Um, a certain influencer, James Charles, who had um, issued a statement on Twitter um, discussing the fact a video was circulating which reportedly showed him asking a 16-year-old fan for explicit pictures on Snapchat. I'm getting very confused with all these different social medias. I think I belonged in the time of Jesus. Do you know what I mean? I think I, I just needed to be in that very simplistic world of let's talk about it on a mountain. Let's not tweet it and put it on an Instagram story. I can't keep up. But anyway, that's the situation, isn't it? And there's obviously this whole internet drama, which I just can't get my head around why people invest so much in all this internet drama. But sort of from that whole firestorm online, we can extrapolate some really key ethical issues about the role of influencers, about the power they have and how they use that power. And also, and the thing that I was talking about on TikTok, about that line um, and about that relationship between the influencer and their follower or their fan or whatever we want to call them. Because this is where things get interesting, I think, especially in this situation where you've got um, a very high profile social media personality adding a fan back on social media. That fan then said to them how much they love them um, and they couldn't believe they've added them back as you would when one of your idols adds you on social media. Oh my goodness, amazing. You know, you're on social media, they're a social media star you're going to be starstruck, especially if you follow them and you're invested in them and their whole online image. And that celebrity then asks that younger fan to send them explicit pictures. This really, really troubles me as a situation um, because of the imbalance of power. And again, this is what it comes back to. When you are given a platform, remember, everyone has a platform, but I am talking now in particular about those who are very privileged to have a larger platform. Um, when you've got that big platform, you've got to understand you've got a responsibility. You've got to take it 
responsibly, you know, and you've got to be mindful of the impact you're having and of the fact that you are being very influential. I mean, you wanted to be an influencer, so please take that role seriously. You know, you can't expect to have all the fantastic rewards, aka all these people know your name and follow you on social media. So you can't expect to have all the rewards, the fame, the fortune, whatever, and not recognise that comes with responsibility, aka when one of those many fans is following you on social media, it's not quite appropriate to follow them back and ask for explicit pictures from them. It's a total imbalance of power. It's so, so inappropriate. It's not only taking that position for granted, but as I say, you know, it's abusing that position. It's really, really inappropriate. You need to be responsible. Um, people will say to me, oh, get off your moral high horse get a grip, Ben. Come on now, my love. Get over yourself. Obviously, I would say I'm a philosophy student. <laughs> I'm all about the theological discussions, which is true. But what I would also say is we need to address these issues. You know, whether you're interested in philosophy and ethics or not, you need to understand that you have put these people in a very powerful position. And when I say you, I really do mean you, as in every single person that follows one of these influencers, has contributed to their power. You know, we talk a lot, don't we, about different kinds of power, influential power, instrumental power. You know, when somebody's in a job and that gives them a lot of power to do whatever, not whatever, but to do things, that that's instrumental power. You know, it's part of your job, it's your position. Whereas influential power is through the power of persuasion and you accumulate popularity, that kind of thing. That's what we're talking about here. You know, an online influencer accumulates their power through cultivating a following, through developing a following. And so who is giving them the power? It is their followers. So then when they go to one of those followers and asks them for explicit pictures, I just see that, as I've said, as a total abuse of power. It's a total disgrace, to be quite honest with you. I think it's totally, totally unacceptable because, you know, the individual fan, the follower, is a little bit like their student, I think. Now, obviously, I'm very, very aware that being an influencer or an online makeup um, tutor, is that what I can call him? Teaching people how to do makeup online is not the same as like being employed as a teacher in a school, for example. Um, but at the same time, you are still influencing in the same way a teacher influences um, an online influencer, <laughs> would you believe it, influences. And they've got to take that role seriously. You can't then suddenly go, right, I'm going to stop influencing now send me some pictures. What? Pardon? You know, the, the, the relationship needs to have some degree of professionalism. Surely, if that's your career, you know, and that's how this person knows you, then never mind all the legal elements of that person being underage, but morally, do you not have a responsibility to treat them with respect? or to be very mindful of the relationship that you have with them in terms of the differentiate. I can't even speak now, I'm that excited, honestly. The differentiation, there we go, I've got my words out, 
between you, you know, and that's what worries me. What also worries me, but this is a totally different topic, is the number of people who then blindly defend these influencers. You know, so for example, in this case, James Charles issued a statement saying that his behaviour was inexcusable and um, that they, you know, they, they agreed it was unacceptable behaviour. And then still, there were thousands and thousands of people um, defending those actions, excusing those actions, and blaming the, the younger fan who'd come forward to expose those actions, who had received these messages from their idol. I think that's ridiculous. I think it's extraordinary, you know, and that's why we need to talk about it because we can't normalise that kind of abuse of power. Uh, and we need to hold, especially these high profile influencers, to account. As I say, everybody is an influencer, so I don't want anyone to think, oh, he's just going on about celebrities, he thinks he's TMZ now. I don't, my loves, because I think this is something we can all take away in our everyday lives in terms of our our positions that we hold in life to influence people. And I think every single person, this is my deeply held belief, um, I want this on posters, I want this on tattoos, I want this on postcards, my deeply held belief that in life you should aspire to inspire. I believe that so strongly. And I think when you have built that online brand as he has done, you know, through becoming an influencer, you can't have all the privileges and all the luxuries without realising the responsibilities. And that's totally a moral point of view. You know, we could do a 10-hour podcast on the legal issues that may or may not be involved in this situation, depending on which side of TikTok you've been watching videos today. You know, we're not going to address that here on this podcast because... We need to leave that for the legal system. You know, at the end of the day, this is not a matter of cancelling someone. It's about potential criminal prosecution. So we're going to leave that to the uh, legal experts. What we can talk about, though, and what we are talking about, and I would love to hear your opinions on this, is, you know, being a role model and taking your position of influence seriously. So with that in mind, you know, I do have to say how many people are using their influencer status in a very positive way. And I love to see this. You know, I love to see this so much. You know, off the top of my head, obviously, Marcus Rashford in the UK has been doing an amazing, amazing job in terms of raising awareness um, on food banks and child poverty and free school meals amazing. You know, amazing. He has used his platform and his position to do so much good. Phenomenal. Another individual, um, Dr. Alex from Love Island in the UK, another individual who was, you know, very great TV, very great TV, that was not good grammar, who, you know, was fantastic on television, an entertainment programme, let's have it right, entertainment reality TV show, but has had that amazing platform, you know, all these followers, a, a bigger opportunity to speak, shall we say, and has used that to talk about mental health. Again, using their platform in a very, very positive way. Kim Kardashian, you know, has been training to be a lawyer. She's using her position to then raise awareness of issues that she is passionate about. Well done, fantastic. And you know what? That deserves to be 
saluted and, you know, congratulated. Amazing. But I'm not even saying every single celebrity has to become a moral crusader. I'm not saying every single celebrity needs to become the next Mother Teresa and, you know, totally abandon all of their entertainment and focus solely on being, you know, a campaigner on whatever issues. Not at all. All that I'm saying is that every single influencer you know, and every single person in the world needs to take accountability for their actions and needs to recognise that you have a, you know, what Immanuel Kant called a moral duty. You have a duty. Of course you do. Don't exploit your positions and don't exploit other people, in particular, those who idolise you and look up to you. You know, so... I would love to know what you think, actually. I would love to know what you think because, you know, there's so many benefits to this whole influencer industry. You know, I keep saying, you know, that's when you know you've been reading too much drama on Twitter, isn't it? When you start to pick up on the reality TV speak. <laughs> um, there's so many positives of all this, you know. I keep saying it. Oh, I can't stop now. Oh, it's a disaster. It's a disaster. So many positives. People are connected, people get direct access to their role models, they get to see their products, they get to give feedback on products whilst they're still being made. I always remember Chris Jenner giving an interview saying one of the best things about Twitter for her family was that they could put a product out there and get instant feedback and so fans felt they were involved in the creation of the product which really helped boost their brand so that direct line of communication is fantastic and because social media allows so many people to become famous if we can use that word it means there is somebody for everybody we can all find someone who inspires us who we identify with and who we you know we feel a connection with if you like online so that's fantastic you know there is something for everybody out there it's like a pick and mix it's amazing and it brings a lot of inspiring individuals into your home you know onto your phone screen you are able to enter a totally different world and you can be entertained you can have some escapism you can learn you name it it's all out there and these influencers I do believe are working very hard to build their brands feed their families and fund their mansions and I think that is absolutely fantastic um but there's always a but isn't there it does come with responsibility and I just wonder why there's not more of like a code of conduct almost, you know, like with a teacher in education, you, you have to obey certain professional standards. We have those protections in place because of the dynamics in the relationship between young people and um, the, the teachers, the adults, the responsible adults. And that is, I think, the crux of the matter, if I can use that lovely phrase, because influencers typically have a predominantly child and adolescent fan base you know it's it's not many 40 year olds <laughs> going oh my god I want to buy his makeup palette oh my god she's uploaded a new video today it's children so effectively you are a children's entertainer but on the internet I actually believe that. I've just thought that up in my head. I've just thought of that in my head. And that is so true. You are a children's entertainer. So when you, you are spending your life entertaining children on the internet, and most importantly, you are communicating with those children on the internet, should there not be more, like, 
morals involved? Should there not be more professional standards involved? Maybe there are. If I've not seen the document, someone send me the link. Do you know what I mean? But I just wonder why there's not greater regulation. There's not greater scrutiny. And do you know what I actually think? It's because people don't realise what's going on. I'm sorry, I don't think parents and teachers and experts, aka the police, actually have a clue what's going on on social media. You go on social media, who's actually policing it? I'm not being rude, but it's 11-year-old girls. It is, and I'm a bit concerned, to be honest. That's no way to run what has become a multi-billion dollar empire and industry. There needs to be much tighter regulations. There needs to be much more scrutiny. And that all begins with a real reflection on the role of influencers in terms of how they use their influence and, as this situation with James Charles, I think, demonstrates, how they relate to their fans. You know, if you go back to the golden age of Hollywood and you look at the royal family as well, for example, and the Queen, a celebrity meant somebody who was out of reach and that's why they were a celebrity they were surrounded by this mystique and this magic because they were removed from your life whereas now and you know there's benefits to this you have 24 hour access to a celebrity's every single move that's fine but what about when they start communicating with you I, I wonder, and I, I do worry. I'm not saying celebrities should not communicate with their fans because, as we've said, that is essential to their business. And also, it's quite nice, isn't it, that you can have that dialogue. But certainly, a massive, massive social media figure such as James Charles, I really don't believe should be adding younger fans on social media and pursuing any kind of sexual well, full stop, any kind of sexual communications at all. You know, whether he's claiming he thought that it was an 18-year-old who wanted a relationship with him or it, it was anything else, it's not appropriate. It's not appropriate. And that's what I mean. When a teacher goes home, that's it. You know, we've finished our communications with our students in that professional environment other than, say, a email. You don't add your student on Snapchat. Hi, you're right. Yeah, of course you don't. Not appropriate at all. In the same way of like workplace communications and relationships. You know, there are certain standards, whether they're in law or just more of a moral, professional code of conduct. And so we need to talk about this and we need to hold people to account because I believe that these influencers live in a totally ludicrous bubble where they can do what they want when they want you have again the the social media world has given them a sense of entitlement you know especially at such a young age when you become so influential at such a young age if you don't keep your feet firmly on the ground you're gonna start to think that you are jesus christ you know and you can do what you want when you want and actually it's not the case. You need to be held accountable and there needs to be conversations about how we can protect everybody's welfare and everybody's well-being. But away from that, that broader point that we are talking about today is the importance of every single one of us realising whether we have one follower, a million followers or no social media at all, we are an influencer and it's a great, great opportunity to make a really big impact and to use your voice, to use your life to inspire 
and empower other people in a very, very positive way. Um, so we've sort of addressed about 10,000 topics. Now, I've just gone on a little ramble today. But <laughs> welcome to my world. Happy Wednesday. But I would love to hear what you think about all of this. You know, what do you think the role of an influencer is? I just think when you've chosen that as your career, you can't exactly then play the innocent victim card. You knew what you were signing up for. You know, you knew what you were doing when you added someone you knew was a fan on social media. You can't just go, what? You've got to take accountability, surely, for your actions. Um, and as I say, I'm not saying every influencer needs to be Mother Teresa, but they do need to recognise, as anybody in any job has to recognise, there are certain standards and expectations that need to be acknowledged and need to be respected. But that's my 20 pence on the issue. I would love to hear yours. What do you think? And I'd also love to know who is your biggest inspiration? Like who is the most inspiring influencer? Um, there's so many. There really are so many. I've touched on a few. I mean, Pope Francis gets in on the act now, doesn't he? He's tweeting five times a day. He's on Instagram. Everybody is an influencer. Uh, so if you've got a particularly inspiring influencer, I'd love to... Um, hear about them and see what wonderful work they're doing online. I think as well, we need like more teachers and more doctors. There's quite a few doctors now on TV, aren't there? But we need more teachers. Um, we need more Brian Coxes in this social media age, don't we? Who are like inspiring and actually intelligent. <laughs> it would be nice. It would be nice. The dancing and makeup is lovely, but where are the experts? Where are the experts? But no, let me know what you think. Thank you so much for joining me as always. Get in touch on social media at benwardle underscore. Have a fantastic week. Have a fantastic March 2021 and keep living your best life. I'll see you next Wednesday. Until then, take care. Bye-bye.